Great to uh, be together again. Uh, if you've got a Bible, perhaps you could turn to the book of, um, book of Joshua. And uh, I- I've, been, um, I've been thinking about the fact that we're in a time of change. I think the world's in a time of change. It's, uh, I mean, it's regularly in a time of change, but it seems to be uh, superpowers vying for this and that and the other. I'm trying to get in a place where everyone can see me, but it's impossible, isn't it, with these beams? But anyway, uh, you know, there's big political changes, big changes of um, culture, what's acceptable, what isn't ex- acceptable. That's all changing uh, in the nation. Things are all changing with COVID, and I can't keep up with what you are allowed to do and what you're not allowed to do, because that keeps changing. Every five minutes, it seems to be a different rule about what you can do and what tests you need and how many people you can meet. It's all change, uh, and the truth is, it's all changed for us as a church as well, isn't it? It's a, it's a time of uh, not being what we were and becoming something else, but there's all uncertainty uh, around that. And uh, so I've been, I've been living a bit in uh, Joshua chapter 1, because Joshua was at a huge changing point in the, in the life of God's people, the Israelites, a massive change. They'd been in slavery for a long, long period. Then a whole generation has been wandering around, around the wilderness. Uh, but, but with a promise, they'll get into this land. And uh, when you get to um, Joshua chapter 1, it, there's a handover of leadership and they're about to change their location totally. They're, they're going to finish their wilderness years. They're going to enter into a new land, but they haven't yet. <laughs> they, they've been wandering around with, with manna and things coming down out of heaven and Moses' walking stick uh, somehow being used by God to do amazing miracles. That's all stopped. So they're, they're not where they were and they're not quite where they're going to be. So if you've got a Bible, let's read from uh, Joshua chapter 1. Uh, After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the river Jordan into the land I'm about to give them, to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised to Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon, from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country, to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. No one will be able to stand up against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you or forsake you. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you to do. Do not turn to it from the right to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Then uh, let's look at verse uh, 9. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid, do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. So Joshua ordered the officers of the people, go through the camp and tell the people, get your provisions ready. Three days from now, you will cross the Jordan to go in and take possession of the land the Lord your God is giving you for your own. But to the Reubenites, the Gadites, and the half-tribe of Manasseh, you remember there were 12 tribes, and this is kind of two and a half of them, Joshua said, remember the command that Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave you after he said, the Lord your God will give you rest by giving you this land. Your wives, your children, your livestock may stay in the land that Moses gave you east of the Jordan. But all your fighting men ready for battle must cross over ahead of you of your fellow Israelites. You are to help them 
until the Lord gives them rest as he's done for you, and until they too have taken possession of the land that the Lord your God is giving them. After that, you may go back and occupy the land which Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave you east of the Jordan towards the sunrise. So there's Joshua, a time of, of huge change, just as we as a church are at a time of great change. Do you remember meeting in the school? Ooh, some of us are racking our brains, thinking, oh, when were... That was so long ago, it's like ancient history, isn't it? It's kind of... I can't even remember. Is that 18, 19 months ago since we've met in that school? All the old days. Do you remember the old... It's all changed. Everything's changed. And, and we're into, in, in the process of entering not only a new building, but a new phase of church life. It's a time of change. We've got a new venue. We've got two new meetings. Uh, three, uh, three meeting in a new venue. We've got new leadership teams. It's absolutely great and it's really strange all at the same time. Isn't it? That's how it, that's how it feels. Every, everything's the same. You look around, you think, oh, I know quite a lot of people here. Some lovely new faces as well, but it's kind of familiar. And yet everything's different as well. That's how it is in a time of change. And I've just got some, um, some points to make about this time of change. And, and, the, and the first point is, uh, don't look back, look forward. Uh, God comes to Moses, and what a strange prophecy it kind of would be if you said that the Lord's really spoken to me. If someone had come to Joshua and said, the Lord's really spoken to me. Oh, really, Joshua? What, what's he saying? He's saying uh, Moses is dead. Well, to be honest, that wouldn't, that wouldn't be massive news because if you read um, Deuteronomy 34, verse 8, they've just had 30 days of mourning. Uh, Middle Eastern countries do mourning better than us. They have a period where you, you sit down, you cry a lot, you tell stories about your loved one who's passed away, and, uh, and, then, and that makes you cry some more, and, and then people bring, you don't have to eat anything, people bring you food. You do that 30 days, and you, you've, it's healthy. You've mourned properly. They've, they've had 30 days of mourning. So, so what, what God's saying to Joshua is not actually an information broadcast. He, was a, he just had 30 days, for goodness sake. Of morning. He knows that, that Moses has passed away. It's not an informative statement. It's an exhortation. What, what he's saying is, don't look back. Oh, I know you remember the old days. I know you remember the, the, all those birds landing and you had roast quail. I know you remember uh, all that food coming down out of heaven. I, I know you remember the walking stick and uh, the Jordan opening, and oh, I know you remember all of that, but, but Moses is dead. In other words, don't look back to the old days. Don't do that. Look forwards instead. And, and uh, you know, there's lots of uncertainty around us, isn't there? There, there is in, in our nation, there is in the, the health service, there is what, what will happen to COVID. There's loads of uncertainty if you look for it and watch the news too often, you can get really worried. Best not to watch it too much, probably. But the point is, God is saying, hey, the old days are gone. Look forward. We can look upwards. <laughs> we can look up to the next floor and the next floor and the floor after that. We can look forward to what God is going to do. And that's really important in a time of change. So Hope Church, let's not look back. Let's look forward with faith. And the next thing he says is this. Get ready. Get ready. In verse 2, he says, now, now get ready. That's it's really important. I, I, I know um, I'm in touch with loads and loads of church leaders. And I know some, as, as COVID has kind of 
hasn't come to an end, but come to a different phase, and lockdown is, has ended. I know some churches are kind of, some church leaders are, are manic. It's kind of, now we've got to do everything, all at once. <laughs> They're kind of exhausting to just phone up, to be honest. You need a holiday after a 10-minute call with them. Actually, it, it's fine to do more things, but we don't have to be rushed around. Let's be, let's be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. As we wait on God, as we enter into his presence, as we've been exhorted to this morning, there comes a time when he says, now get ready. Get, get ready to do the top floor. Get, get ready to do this thing. We don't have to do everything at once. Let's get ready. Of course, we're, we're trying to ready the building. That's a practical thing. So let's ready ourselves for the gift days the next couple of weeks. Let's, let's get ready in that sense. But, but let's ready ourselves. Let's ready our hearts. Say, look, Lord, it may be we need to say, Lord, I'm, I'm absolutely exhausted. Will you give me fresh spiritual energy? It may be that. It may be, Lord, I just need to get back in touch with people because I've just been not, not in touch with people. But let's ready ourselves for the next phase, a time of change. So don't look back, look forward. Let's ready ourselves. There are two things I notice here that remain exactly the same. Even though soon everything was going to be different. The manor's going to stop. Oh no, what are we going to do for food? They just, I mean, they haven't had to go shopping for 40 years. They, don't, they, don't, they just get, go out and collect the manor off the ground. They don't know what to do. They haven't, their clothes haven't worn out. They haven't had to go to, to uh, Marks and Spencer's for school uniforms. They haven't done any of that stuff. Now it's all going to change. They're moving into towns. They we don't have to be in towns. We've lived in tents. There's all sorts of things. Uh, but, but what stays the same is this. Two things. The first is the promises are still there. The promises of God are still there. And you know the promises of Scripture are still there for us. All the promises of Scripture. But also prophetic promises over you as an individual, or over us as a church, they're still there. They're unaltered by venues. They're unaltered. We have different seasons of church life. There's winters, there's springs, there's summers, there's harvests. We have different seasons, but promises remain the same. And God spoke to us years and years ago, before I came here, and I've been here 20 years, God spoke to us and said, I'll make you into a door of hope. That's why we changed the name to Hope Church. We, we, as a people, carry hope. We've got it to give to others. God said, I'll make you a doorway of hope. God spoke to us about, I um, can't remember when it was, through, through a lady that lives in Bedford, or did live in Bedford. Uh, she, she said about that, she's had a picture of, um, of, of a, an old building in the marketplace. Uh, and... Uh, God helping, God helping the church to alter people's perception of what church is like. And, and here we are. I don't know if it was this physical building or us as a people, but here we are in the marketplace. We have prophetic promises over us that remain exactly the same. It's what we're to be, a doorway of hope. 1 Timothy 1 says, get, grab hold of the prophecies. Talking to an individual, but we could apply it to a church too. Grab hold of the prophecies, Paul says to Timothy, because by them you fight a good fight. Yes. In other words, what God has said is the most important thing. We'll, we'll go up and down. We'll have time when everybody has got the dreaded super cold that seems to be uh, rumoured to be going around. We'll have times, times where we're full, times where we're less full. All sorts of seasons will hit us, but, but we grab hold of the promise of God. God, you said we'd be a doorway of hope set in the marketplace 
So we'll be that. We'll be that at work. We'll be that in this building. Wherever we go, we'll be that. Another non-change is this. God says um, to to, uh, Joshua, I'll be with you. Verse 5, I'll be with you. I will never leave you. Or he says it in in verse 9, the Lord God will be with you wherever you go. The presence of God. Moses is dead. Oh, what are we going to do without Moses? Everything's changing. No, no. Though there's an impassable river in front of them, though there are uh, armies to overcome, cities whose walls seem to go up to heaven, all the rest of that stuff. No, the solution is this. I'm with you. It's the presence of God with us, which we can reckon on in our daily life, which is concentrated when we come together in worship. God loves to dwell in the midst of his people. As you worship, I'll build a throne. He loves to come as we seek his face. I will be with you. That's what remains the same, isn't it? In this next face, the presence of God and the promises of God. And enjoying that presence, entering into that presence is a priority. It's his presence, isn't it, that brings comfort, that brings joy, that brings purpose, that brings hope. So that's why God's able to say to Joshua, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Why? Because I'm with you. It's who's with you, isn't it? I remember as a kid being really scared of the dark. But if my dad was with me holding my hand, I was kind of super brave. <laughs> because who's with you makes all the difference, doesn't it? You can be, go through all sorts of things, but if you know he's with you, don't be afraid, he says. God is still with us. And therefore, the corollary of that is we're called to strength and courage. We are. We're being called, come on now, don't... don't don't grow weedy be strong be courageous he says it in verse 6 verse 7 and in verse 9 three times if I was Joshua I'd be getting nervous <laughs> God keeps coming and saying come on be strong be courageous you think okay yeah yeah now come on be very courageous you think am I missing something what's going on here I've got to be very courageous three times there's a um, Debbie was telling me a story about Winston Churchill last week I hadn't heard lots of Winston Churchill stories I don't know if they're all true but apparently he he went and did a speech at Harrow's Boys School on one occasion and they were expecting a big long Churchillian speech and uh, he stood up and said never give up never give up never give up and then he sat down again and that was (laughs) I think the kids were probably very chuffed (laughs) the best speech ever (laughs) but but the, exactly. The point was they never, ever forgot it. But, but when we say be strong and be courageous, we're, we're not talking about a kind of British stiff upper lip, we'll get through this somehow. Uh, and we're not talking about a kind of rah, rah, rah triumphalism. It's all based on who God is and that he's with us. It, it's not just, well, grit our teeth and get through somehow. No, it's be courageous because this God, think of this God, this God is with us. He's Yahweh. Which, which literally means always. He never changes. He's always the same. In the New Testament, just put a little differently, it's Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's with us. So, so being strong doesn't mean feeling strong. It's a determination. I'm going to be strong because God is with me. In fact, you're allowed to be weak. You're allowed to acknowledge, actually, I'm weak, but God is with me. Does that make sense? It does theologically anyway. Think of Paul in 2 Corinthians 12, verse 9. He says, God said to him, my grace is sufficient to you. My strength is made perfect in weakness. When we feel weak, 
when we feel insufficient to the challenges ahead of us, his strength gets us through. That's the point. He calls us to strength and courage and to move forward one step at a time. The next, the next step is to give what we can next week. The next step uh, is to just keep moving one step at a time in faith. And it's as we do that that miracles happen. We didn't read it, because, uh, but it's there in the next chapters. As they stepped forward and got to the edge of the water, the waters began to park, part and, and they went through a, a River Jordan in flood. It's as we step forward in faith, reckoning on him being with us, saying, now I'm going to be strong, I'm going to walk towards the river, that it opens. So let's encourage each other to do that. And then lastly, we all go together. We all go together. No. <laughs> we all go together. And, 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 and Joshua insists on that <coughs> in two ways in this passage. Firstly, he, he asks people to go through the camp in other words, he, he's saying, look, I want us all to be involved. No, no one's excluded. Come on, we're all involved in this together. He got everybody involved, everybody. And, you know, as we move forward together, there's so much space to do all things. Joshua just mentioned, you know, there's space for a cake maker, there's space for a prayer, there's space for an evangelist who talks to people or someone who isn't an evangelist and talks, just someone who's friendly. Uh, there's space for everybody. And that's just one little ne- next Saturday afternoon thing. But there's, there's space, there's plenty of space for cleaning, there's space for dusting, there's space for people to open the building, there's space for all sorts of things as we serve God. So much space for serving. So many opportunities in the coming days. So let's go through the camp. If you know someone that's a bit unengaged, let's go through the camp and encourage them. Hey, come with me. Come with me. Let's go through the camp and say, hey, we're moving forward. Let's move forward together. And he, and he insists on the same thing again. He speaks to the two and a half tribes. There's a percentage of them that kind of think, well, actually, our land's this side of the river. We quite like it as it is, really, to be quite honest. We're quite, we're quite comfy. It's nice over this side of the river. Looks a bit damp over there. Not sure how we'll get through this. If it's all right with you, we'll stay here. And I've certainly had phases in my spiritual life where I've felt like that. Leave me alone. I'm quite happy. And Joshua says, no, come on. We're all going over together because actually we need you. And, uh, and that's true for us as a church, isn't it? everybody's needed, everybody's wanted as we move forward together through this time of change. So that's some lessons for a time of change for us as a church. Don't, don't look back. Let's look forward together. Let's get ready spiritually. Let's get ready practically. Promises are still there and God's with us. Amen? Amen. Let me pray and then I'll hand back to John. Father, we thank you that we don't need to be Scared as we look to the future, we don't need to be nervous. Lord, we, we face challenges, impossibilities, but thank you that you're the God of the impossible and you're still the same. Thank you for your promises over us as a church that you're making us a doorway of hope. Thank you for those in the last few years that have entered through that doorway and found hope in the Lord Jesus. We ask you that you'd help us to, in our lives, always be opening the door, always be offering the hope that is in Jesus. And we ask you that we would step forward into the next phase with strength and courage and unity. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.